Hey friends, it's Jenna Overbaugh here. I'm a licensed professional counselor and I'm here to help you do all the hard things, including busting through your fear, intrusive thoughts, and worry so you can live your best life. Some of my earliest memories were being anxious and I lived my life that way until I learned more about OCD and anxiety. Since then, I learned as much as I could and I've been helping people overcome their fear and worry since 2008. Over the years, I've acquired some of the best education, training, and empowerment tools to help you understand your brain a little bit better and to finally overcome all of that fear that's been holding you back. Now, if you're ready to learn more, let's get to it. Hey guys, Jenna here. I am here with a shorty episode, gonna just take a couple minutes of your time today to talk about something that came up in a question and answer session that I had yesterday with those who were actually in my foundation course. This is something that I feel like, I don't know if it's just a confirmation bias thing. Once it's been brought to my attention one time, then I'm like more on the lookout for it kind of thing. But I feel like ever since it's come up the first time, it's like in my DMs and I'm just being asked about it a lot more. Here today, I am talking to you about the whole concept of talking back to your OCD or talking back to your anxiety. And it's a common strategy, a common intervention that we often talk about on social media or you might have been talked to about in therapy. This idea that instead of going into your rituals and just giving OCD and anxiety exactly what it wants, you can employ strategies in talking back to OCD and anxiety to not give OCD and anxiety what it wants. Because Obviously, there is the behavior of resisting the compulsion or walking away from the sink or whatever it is, but there is this mental kind of narrative that follows. Our thoughts are always going. And so what does that look like when we are told or asked to talk back to OCD? I think there's an actual like first step here and, and a first like more foundational skill, which is the option to externalize your OCD. Externalizing your OCD is something that's helpful for some people. It's not so helpful for other people. So if it's one of these things where you're like, that doesn't seem like it's going to be helpful for me, like I'm not totally on board with that, that's fine. Um, it really just depends. It's really effective for kids. It's also super effective for adults too. I do see it though more often with kids. This idea of externalizing your OCD. Sometimes people will make names for their OCD, call it Charlie or whatever just externalizing it somehow. Sometimes they might draw it. They might just make a character out of it in their head. But it is this kind of external force that these individuals may just conceptualize as a way to defuse from those OCD feelings and thoughts and sensations and just not feel like it's all them because that's part of what makes OCD so awful is that it feels like it is you and it, it you don't want it to be you, right? So externalizing OCD in and of itself is a strategy that you could definitely do just being able to have some kind of a mental separation almost. Further from that, right, if we're going to have it be this kind of externalized force or this externalized entity, yeah, like how do we talk to it? How do we visualize it? How do we address it? And so then we move on to, yeah, how do we talk to it? You probably have heard a lot of different angles on this. You've probably heard a lot of different people saying to fight the OCD and get mean to it and say, absolutely not. I'm not doing that ritual. You might have heard some other people take like a more kind and compassionate approach. Like, I see why you would want me to do that. So on and so forth. Like, I, you're just trying to keep me safe. You might have also heard some people in the middle of that spectrum where it's, I'm not answering that. 
there's a lot of different ways to talk to OCD. Sometimes it can have a more competitive flair to it. Sometimes it is more compassionate. It can be a definite spectrum and it can be anywhere around that spectrum. So the question that I got is really, how do you talk to OCD? And what my answer to that is in whatever way is authentic to you. And more importantly, it's not necessarily what you say, but it's how you say it. And so even with Eli right now, my five and a half year old, he's in kindergarten and he's making new friends and drama with other five and six year olds. And we talk a lot about how it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it. And it really has a lot of relevance here, too. So it's not necessarily what you say to OCD. It's how you say it. Are you saying it in a way that you want to just urgently and desperately get rid of it because you want it to go away because you're frustrated by it and because you hate it and it's awful? Or are you saying it because you just understand that you don't give into rituals anymore and you just refuse to let it have any more space and time in your life and you're setting those stern boundaries, but you accept that it's going to be there. So think about the energy behind what it is that you're saying. You can say something really compassionately. You can also say something on the other end and be more feisty and, and tenacious and competitive about it. They, they can either be really functional or they can be compulsive. It all totally depends on the energy behind it. And if you're doing it urgently and desperately to get rid of that anxiety and to get rid of those sensations, or if you're doing it with the intention of, hey, you can come along with me, but I'm still not giving into that. If any of this is resonating with you right now, then you need to check out the OCD and Anxiety Recovery Blueprint. The OCD and Anxiety Recovery Blueprint is my no-holds-barred, real-talk, three-part course for action takers who want to gain control over their OCD and anxiety and take their freaking life back. It is truly recovery like you've never seen before. I made this OCD and anxiety recovery blueprint because I was sick of the same old vanilla recycled mental health content on social media, on the internet, and I wanted to raise the bar. I wanted to create a world where people could recover for good with or without a therapist. So the OCD and anxiety recovery blueprints, you could get it all together. It's over 100 videos, over 35 hours of content, but you could also get one of its three courses. So we have the foundation, which is level one. This is where you will lay the groundwork for your recovery journey and truly step into your therapist role and realize ultimately how simple all of this can be when you commit to the process. Then level two, we have the transformation. This is where you would learn how to prevent rituals, including mental compulsions, dismantling all those other compulsions that really, really trouble you. You will come to understand that behaviors and mental compulsions are yours to control and never the other way around. Then we have the end game. This is where you will bulletproof your recovery no matter what exposures or challenges cross your path. I want you to take your life back into your own hands so OCD has nothing against you. If you want to learn more about the OCD and Anxiety Recovery Blueprint, just go to www.jennaoverbottlpc.com slash blueprint or head to the link in my show notes. I don't do vanilla. I don't do what's your subtype. I rip open the freaking curtains and take you into the inner workings of my mind and education so you can know this as well as I do. So again, to learn more about the blueprint, go to www.jennaoverbottlpc.com slash blueprint or head to the show notes and click the link below. That kind of brings me to just making sure that you are being mindful of how you say it, not just what you say. And then secondly, the other thing to consider is making sure that you have these responses that are authentic to you. So just my personality in general, 
is I'm not a super like soft person, even with my five and a half year old, with my husband, with my clients. I'm more of a tough love. Like I'm firm, but caring. I I am a little bit competitive when it comes to certain things. So I definitely, if this was a spectrum, I'm definitely further towards the tough side or further towards the competitive side in contrast to say like the more soft or compassionate side. So it's not to say that I can't have a little bit of that, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel as authentic to me knowing my personality and my stance on challenges and things in life. It just doesn't feel as authentic to me to have a more compassionate stance and a softer stance versus what I typically say, which is I see that as OCD. Like, I'm absolutely not answering that. That's ridiculous. I'm not answering that. I'm not going there. Absolutely not. It's more so just me being firm and setting a boundary, like setting an absolutely firm boundary. If Eli were to ask me if he could walk across the street on his own to walk to his friend's house who lives a block or two away. Nope. I I see. I, I get it. I totally get why you want to do that, but absolutely not. That is not happening. Absolutely not. There's absolutely no way that you're going to convince me that's okay for you to do. So I find myself talking to my OCD kind of the same way that I talk to Eli. The same way too, like Eli, he's getting a little bit feisty now too, just really finding that he has no barrier, like no inability to really stuff things down quite yet that that might hurt my feelings. So if I don't let him watch the iPad in the morning before school, even though he's running late, I am suddenly the worst mom ever. And it's just not my character to sit down and say, honey, I understand why you would say that. It's okay that that feel like, see, I can't even come up with what that would even look like. The whole gentle parenting thing looks different for me and my family, but it's just not my style. So what I say is, dude, I get it. I I, I get it. You can be mad at me all you want, but you got to get ready for school. And as far as saying that I'm a bad mom or whatever, right? Like maybe I would say something like, I sorry, I'm sorry that you feel that way, buddy, but let me know what I can do to do things differently. And then maybe even in my head, I might be like, LOL, right? Like just sarcastically nodding to that, like hearing what it is that he has to say, being mindful of it, but not paying it too much attention because obviously kids say this kind of stuff all the time. But yeah, those are my two quick, really just short pieces of advice for you guys when it comes to talking back to your OCD. First things first, making sure that you are knowledgeable and insightful about how you're saying it and why you're saying it, not necessarily as critical about what it is that you're saying. The energy is so much more important and the intention is so much more important. And then secondly, considering what's authentic to you. There have been plenty of times where I have said in the face of something really scary and something really challenging where I have literally thought to myself, I'm not a little bitch. And people always laugh when I say that, but that's totally something that I would say. I swear that's something that would totally get me moving to do something challenging and find a voice that feels authentic to you. And I think it'll be so much easier for you to have this this inner dialogue that I think inevitably happens. All while, of course, you continue to move on and continue to do the things that you need to do in your everyday life that values-driven activity is so, so important. So I hope this shorty episode was impactful in some way. Give those tips a try. Reach out to me and let me know how it goes. I will see you next week with another guest episode sharing all about a story with OCD and anxiety, and I cannot wait for you to hear it. So until next time, you guys, you know what to do. Keep doing all the hard things. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would take a quick minute to please give it a review. And while you're at it, check out my website at www.jennaoverbaughlpc.com to sign up for my free email newsletter that includes an instant 
free downloadable PDF to help jumpstart your OCD and anxiety recovery journey. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at jenna.overbaugh. If you liked what you listened to here, you can download some of my workshops and courses on OCD, anxiety, and treatment at my website as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in and until next time, keep doing all the hard things.